I got to put some respect on Bob Ross's name. I am so into happy accidents. Thank you, Bob Ross. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Wisdom Smack. So I want you to relax, settle in, and let's get together and talk about some happy accidents, a.k.a. serendipity. Talk to you later on the flip. Can I have some Bob Ross paints? That was a question I asked my mom, my grandparents, my um, unc- uncles and aunts who would call. When I was a kid growing up, PBS and some Bob Ross, oh, that was the junk. I remember hearing that intro music. I'm not going to try to uh, recreate it right now because first of all, I don't want to get in trouble with copyright. But you know, the little nice little tinkling little music. I would get like so happy. And I remember taking out uh, my crayons and uh, okay, so listen, listen. When I was little, I loved markers and crayons and colored pencils and all this stuff. And so that's one of my go-to gifts that I would always get um, from family and friends to be able to uh, do little doodles. Now, the thing is, is I did not draw with these things. I colored. I colored existing things and I would write and do scripts so much so that I actually started learning calligraphy when I was younger. But that's another story. Let's get back to Mr. Ross. So I remember I would sit there and I would look at those paintings and stuff that he would do. And I would take my crayons or my markers. And I'm just going to tell you, it never looked like that. Do you know how hard it is to make a uh, marker go back and forth with a little tap, tap, tap? And a little, you know, all the little flourishes that he would do. And, you know, of course, there was no beating the devil out of a crayon. It would just break. So I would actually try my hand at trying to follow Bob Ross and I would come up with a mess but I did learn how to uh, draw some nice cabins and some nice evergreen trees because <laughs> what I did I just drew the outline the thing that stuck out to me the most besides beating that brush beating the devil out of that brush were happy little accidents because God knows I made most of them my pictures that I would try to follow with Mr. Ross were nothing more than a conglomeration of happy accidents and I was so proud of those little wonky pictures and the funny thing is all my pictures always looked like they were sliding off of a tilted earth but that's okay because my family still loved them and hung them and all of that kind of stuff and I was uh driving the other day and I uh, running errands and stuff and I was looking at uh something um well I'll just tell you I there was this building that I didn't know had been demolished and it it's a convenience store so I'm driving by and that day the convenience store is there I'm driving by another day the convenience store it's not there and it's just dirt. Now I'm talking about a convenience store with a lot of gas pumps uh, through traffic and even one of those little um, restaurants that they now like to put on them. Now the gas station was not old, but it wasn't young, but it was gone. And I was just like, what? (laughs) So 
um, when I, I, I took a trip and I came back and I was surprised to see that when I came back, no joke, y'all, it looked like the same shell of the building had been resurrected. I'm talking about the same color brick, the same size, the same box. <laughs> and I was like, well, why in the world would they take everything down to the dirt just to put it back up? So lo and behold, I look, and of course, I'm being very inquisitive with my questioner self. And I'm driving and I slow down and I end up getting in the wrong lane, which is the turning lane closest to the to the building. I say, okay, well, you know, let me just keep going with the flow so I don't get in an accident. And I end up uh, behind it going down a side street that I hadn't ventured down and I don't know when. I ended up finding the cutest little uh, hobby shop. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a happy incident. You know, the little thrift shops where people bring stuff. And y'all guess what? I am when I tell you this, I mean I'm 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 getting chills just thinking about it. I went in, you know, parked, went in the store, and I saw a primer, a reader, you know, um, in the States. And I don't know if this is around the world or whatever. But in the United States, Houghton Mifflin used to be uh, a big uh, children's uh, textbook publisher. And I remember having a book that I loved. And the reason why I loved it was because it was the big people's word for happy accidents. How did I learn that? I learned that one time because when I got my primer, and I think it was my third grade primer, when I got my third grade reading primer textbook and I brought it home and I was trying to read the name of it, I asked my mother, I was like, what does this mean? And she, of course, told me, you know, you have to spell it out and you have to look it, look it, look it up. So I spelled it out and I looked it up and yes, this is before the internet. So I actually had to go to a dictionary and uh, we had one of those unabridged dictionaries because remember I told you my mom loved to break down the meanings and the root and the origins of, of um, words. And so I broke it, broke it down and found out that the word originated from an author who talked about three princes from Serendip. And the name of the primer was Serendipity. And it had all of these beautiful little swirls and collages of colors on it. And it just was a happy, happy abstract picture. So I was like, okay. And uh, they talked about how they would have uh, delightful ways of, of things, discoveries. And so I couldn't quite grasp the concept at the time. And my mother said, you know how you love to watch Do uh, Bob Ross. And he always talks about little happy accidents that you like to make. And I was like, yes. She was like, that's serendipity. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So lo and behold, I'm looking at this convenience store that was there, then it wasn't, and now it's coming back looking the same. And I accidentally turned off on the wrong way, happy accident, to find this store that brings me in to where they had an old book from my third grade called Serendipity. How stupendous is that? Is that not amazing? Yo, I just, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to tell you about this. Because on top of uh, this happening, 
I got this tremendous sense of connectedness, of how everything is connected and how nothing really is a coincidence if you if you kind of sort of look at it. Now, a few days prior, not a yeah, a few days prior, I think I told you guys I had been on a trip uh, with my family to go to Universal Studios, and I still have more that I want to talk to you all about with that because I just kept learning stuff, kept discovering things. And as I look back on it, I was having a serendipitous interaction and experience, and it was just so, oh, it was just so wonderful. I'm, I'm talking about like on because we stayed enough days to be able to do some of our fa- most favorite rides um over you know and and the, i'm gonna tell you the second time around is totally different than the first time because you already know certain things to expect and so you start to look for the details and and all of that and um i could go on about that but i'm I'm so glad that wisdom decided to smack me, to get me to revisit the joy of serendipity. I mean, doesn't the word just sound delightful? Say it with me in your car or on the trail or wherever you might be walking. Serendipity. It's almost like you want to say, la, 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 you know, sing a song of serendipity. (laughs) And the fact that seeing that old primer now i wasn't gonna buy it you know because i'm trying to actually uh decrease some of uh the clutter that i have in my home as it is but i it took me back it i mean it was kind of like instantaneous regression of back to those days when my main job was to learn how to learn in school learn how to play well with others learn how to be respectful and obedient to uh, my parents and um, people of station and learn how to just be a good person to myself. And those, those days were just wondrous. But now this is the part that grown adult me is getting and I want to share with you guys today. So I really thank you guys for allowing me to tell you that that wonderful uh, little uh, incident that happened. Um, and this is this is what I wanted to say about serendipity. Serendipity has a way of uh, skipping you along to a wondrous occurrence. Um, and it's so funny because I was I was looking at something else and I came across another word that I really like. And um, it, I I don't, I know I'm stuttering over my words to say this because I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to, you know, uh, alliterate uh, S words or anything, but I'm just going to say it. Okay. So I was um, looking at something else uh, on another day and I came across like I said one of my favorite words and I have and the reason why I say it's one of my favorites is because I find that sometimes when I'm writing like in my fiction novels I have to take it out and it always saddens me that I have to take it out now I can say this if I am writing something that's more uh, mystery thriller suspense then I can leave it in but for my just um romance stuff where I'm just trying to keep people at a certain level to to vibe with uh, what's going on. It's a little heavy for them and I don't want them having to stop and go look it up because I don't assume that everybody uh, knows and loves this word but I'm just going to say it for you guys and that is sagacity or sagacious. You know, I love sagacity. Uh, It's actually, I could have said sagacity smack 
uh, for <laughs> this podcast. But everybody would have been like, oh, you know, but sagacity, it is the art of flowing in wisdom, understanding. And I always look at a sagacious person as um, a person who is able to have sight beyond sight, you know, wisdoms like Yoda. That's a sagacious person, uh, a well fictional person that is. Uh, but always, even Sherlock Holmes, being able to understand, have like discernment and thoughtfulness and all of this. And um, the way this this word came up, I was playing a uh, wordplay game on my phone with my nephew when I saw him, and there were a lot of words. And of course, I was trying to make. With my letters, I was trying to make sagacity and I didn't have enough. I was missing a Y. Um, and so I just kept trying to make the word. And he's like, you know, Aunt Shell, what are you trying to do? And I told him about the word. And when I told him about it, I was like, you know, so this is like another word that you can use for wisdom or intelligence. And he was like, oh, cool. And um, we were, uh, this is back when I was doing the universal tour thing. And we we're standing in this, this line and it wasn't that long because thank goodness we had express passes but we're playing our little game and everything and um someone uh, walks by and they see us with our phones out and i think they thought we were just ignoring each other and they didn't realize we were playing a game and um i saw the person look at our phones and then he looked down at his phones and lo and behold i didn't say anything but i saw them again because they were they they were in another line i saw them again at another ride and guess what this person that saw us, he now had his phone out and there were younger, some younger uh, teenage guys with him. And guess what they were doing? They were playing the word game that we had, my nephew and I had been playing. And so I looked at that and you know what? I was like, wow. In hindsight, when I was reflecting on all the different stuff, I was like, that was serendipity that led to sagacity. And that's a lot of times what serendipitous occasions do for you. Uh, you tend to uh, stumble into a new revelation, a new insight, a new ability to have a, a, a canniness of uh, depth of, of uh, a situation because it's fresh, it's new, you know you didn't plan it. And it's kind of like a ta-da, a little gift. And I just was amazed at how this was right in front of me and I was able to see this. I mean, what makes it where two weeks ago, I see this convenience store as usual. Then a week later, it's gone. Now. I will say this, the first time I saw it, uh, it was, I mean, saw that it had been demolished. It threw me because it was kind of like a landmark at that particular corner, because it's a very busy corner uh, in a uh, commercial area, uh, retail and yeah, retail area. And I was looking around because it changed the total landscape. So that's why it, I remembered it. But then when I came back after my trip and everything, and I think it was a few weeks later after that, you know, so I guess the totality of this time span was maybe a month. And I'm looking and they are putting up the same, it looks like, no joke, you guys, this is like the same building. I was like, what in the world? And because of my inquisitiveness, I am not going to dare say I was being nosy. I was in the wrong lane, the turning lane and was not forced, but to not cause an accident, I went on and turned 
And serendipity led me to the cutest little quaint, um, gently, gently used thrift store um, that I, I was drawn into to see this primer that I hadn't seen in years. <laughs> you know, and I was like, wow, this book is older than the oldest millennial. Oh, that's scary. Well, I don't know if that's the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here. But that was from my third grade. I want to say third grade. It might have been second, but my third grade class. And just the joy that it brought. And then, of course, because this is how my mind works as a fiction uh, artist and, you know, a creator of uh, imaginary worlds and things. I started thinking about Bob Ross again, and uh, I actually pulled up some of um, his shows. And I was, um, I was just amazed at how, in hindsight, with the thought of, of, of the serendipity, his happy accidents, how I started to listen to what he was saying uh, even more. So much so that I remembered someone had talked about his biography. So I went back and I watched the biography of Bob Ross and how prior to in his military days, he was not the person that the world came to know and love. Uh, he, he was like a military guy. And that informed him on how to uh, add softness to his words, uh, his temperament, how kind he was to those little squirrels he would keep in his pocket. And then I started to see it. I started to see his sagacity and wisdom started to woo me and whisper to me and to show me how when we are all right with not being perfect when we are all right with not going uh the the route that is the most straightforward that's when sagacity or wisdom can happen and give us a happy little accident slap you know uh now i want to give a shout out to seth Godin. i love me some seth Godin, and and i uh subscribe to his blog and I read it religiously. I mean, so much so that I have a reminder on my phone that reminds me, did you read Seth's blog today? And I'll go into my email and I'll read it because he writes a, a daily little blog entry of thoughts and things. And they are so insightful and impactful that he has had such a profound impact on my life that I love to make sure I, I pass that on to other people. So it's Seth's S-E-T-H uh, S dot blog, Seth's blog. And you just go there, sign up for it, or just go and read it if you can remember. And when I was considering um, what I wanted to focus on, on um, today, the most wondrous thing happened. It was that um, he was talking about timing and the day before that, he had talked about something that was really profound, too. The difference between accountability and respectability. And I was like, wow, this is profound. And, you know, on and on. I mean, I could just go over so many that he talked about. But I just wanted to talk about this. And 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 this is not exactly how he put it. But when I was looking at um, happening up on that cute, quaint little thrift store and seeing a primer that I used back in my third grade, remembering the one wonderful Bob Ross. And then 
it just all started to come together with sagacity and like I said wisdom smile and gave me this beautiful blog uh, from Seth Godin and I was just like I've got to share this this is this is this is a, a happy accident and so Seth was talking about how better uh, in the short term is really good but in the long term it's not so good and I was thinking about that as well uh, when I was uh, going through the thrift store and uh, looking at all the little things that gave me pause and memory and uh, fond rem- memories I thought that was really great when I was thinking about the serendipitous efforts that I have been able to to remember and to recount and be grateful for, those were great too. And Seth's blog helped me to put boundaries around that. And he helped me to understand that the reason why they're so great is because they have spacing between them. Uh, there was another cartoon when I was a little kid. It was already old then, so I don't expect many people to, to remember it. But here goes. It was Mr. Magoo. And it was about a man who um, needed glasses. I mean, let's just, he just really needed glasses. And so he went through life uh, having accidents. They were happy for him, but not for others. He would drive. He would do all the things he wasn't supposed to. And it was as if he was unaware of his uh visual impairment and people would be like oh no you know and so the gag was uh mr magoo needed glasses never wore them uh and he would live his life as if he was an able able sight person just going all you know about his day and so i looked at that and i was like oh yeah that's not good and so with my excitement about serendipitous happenings and you know just falling into stuff I had to remember that unbridled anything works well so if you're it it, and what I mean is if you want something to work faster so say for instance you want to get somewhere faster and you're riding a bike and you decide take you know take the brakes off and just uh, you know pedal as fast as you can or even a car let's do a car yeah so you take the brakes off you press it down to the floor and you're going however fast the car will go 150 miles an hour or whatever and you just go you will go way faster than if you had uh kept restraint and gone 60 miles an hour on the highway or 70 or whatever it is but eventually and not eventually a lot of times real soon you're going to either run out of gas run into somebody tear up the car because of the stress and strain on it um but the thing is it's not going to be a side effect of you over of of overuse it's going to be a side effect of inevitability and that inevitability is is that you didn't plan for this being something that you needed to keep um control and uh, control over and rein in and that's how i see um the effects of serendipity We love when happy accidents happen, but we cannot, and this is what the sagaciousness of the situation started to reveal to me, we cannot depend on our lives just being happy accidents all the time. Because like I said, going back and looking at Mr. Ross's art and him talking about happy accidents, 
was wonderful because it was contained in the fact that he was a very skilled artisan. He already had a boundary and a framework for what he was going to do or how he was going to paint something. And he was very strategic in what he did. And therefore, serendipity was contained. Outside of that, if we only want to go for the sugary sweets, we get belly aches, diabetes, and rotten teeth. Whereas if we want to go for a well-balanced life with uh, fun integrated in, we keep our parameters, we keep our boundaries, we keep our schedules and our structure. And when the happy accidents come, that because we have the structure, the boundaries and all of these things, it makes it so much sweeter. You know, because let, let's face it, when I got through reminiscing and looking through the little quaint shop and talking to the lady, um, more full that I couldn't buy anything because like I said, I'm trying to downsize, but also uh, realizing that, oh, um, yeah, I need to get back to work. I need to get back to my day. And when I left, I had that happy little thought. I had that happy little experience. But when I got back in that car, I got back on um, the path and the route to get to where I was going so that I could finish my day in the structure, the order, and the calendar that I had set out for it. And the one thing that I can say that was the, the biggest aha for me when when wisdom was smacking me because I thought it was about getting off of the beaten path because sometimes we have to be reminded of that I know I do what about you but wisdom has a way of like I said being very sagacious and it wasn't that sometimes you need to get off the beaten path for me it was don't stay off the beaten path you have to have balance you have to have duality you have to be able like my grandmother used to say you have to understand how to live on either side of the coin and you just have to realize that there are going to be things that you need to do and then there are going to be things that you get to do Speaking of Seth Godin, he talked about a wonderful, if you check out his blog, look for the one that talks about accountability versus responsibility. That one is so powerful. And I may make reference to it in um, a future podcast, but it's just a great, great, quick read that you can glean so much from. And so my wisdom smack with understanding um, the lessons that Bob Ross's uh, artful paintings continue to give me was happy accidents are wonderful, but they are wonderful because they were within the world of a very controlled, uh, disciplined, self-disciplined and trained person in, in the personage of Bob Ross. And I did note that once he had, once he said you can make your little happy accident, he went right back to painting. He got back on the path and the structure that was already set before him so that it wasn't where he was trying to just flow off to somewhere else. He, he made the accident. Well, actually, Bob Ross, I don't think he ever made an accident. Uh, he was telling us we can make accidents. But um, I, I learned that serendipity, uh, happy little accidents, they are happy because they are within a controlled environment. When they always happen, we end up with the Mr. Magoos where we leave destruction in our wake and a lot of time we're, we're, we're unaware of what we're doing. And if we are aware, a lot of times if we're having issues, that can probably be 
where you can start to look and see where you can self-correct. If you're always trying to look and follow serendipity, uh, if you're always trying to be uh, wayward and aimless, that is not going to work. We have to have structure, self-imposed if at best, because if you don't do it yourself, someone else will, whether it be the law, circumstances, or life. And so that's what I wanted to say about the little happy accidents and what makes them so happy. Thank you, Bob Ross. Thank you, Serendipity. And thank you for helping me to see the sagacity of how when it's within bounds and the confines of structure, serendipity can give us those happy little occurrences that happen through dis- through discovery, but we get the real impact of them or the sagacity, the wisdom, the insightfulness of them when we don't linger on the side of the road too long to enjoy them. When we, when we get back to business as usual, um, we can do that understanding that these little happy accidents are going to continue to give us wisdom teachings and reflection and great memories all along the way okay so that's what i wanted to say today i'm really enjoying just being able to talk with you guys and to find my voice um, in this particular format of story i write all the time and i'm trying to get back to being able to conversate and express myself and I do it through story and I want to thank those people who are reaching out and and giving me comments and uh, saying thank you for sharing I appreciate you my heart is on you my mind is thinking of you and my eye is looking for you so thank you so much so that's going to do it for today's podcast of wisdom smack with michelle spiva if you would please like comment subscribe and share that would be greatly uh, appreciated if you would like to support this podcast you can do so by doing something you already do please consider using our link when you use amazon by going to michelle spiva dot com forward slash amz and if you purchase something during that day this podcast may receive compensation uh but it will not cost you anything extra um just because you decided to use our link to help support the show so thank you so much and guess what i'm gonna see you tomorrow or you'll hear me tomorrow all right talk to you soon bye And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, Uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.